Okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't have to say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. This is Content Crisis. This is The Shining. I may have got these cords mixed up. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Now this is Content Crisis. This is The Shining. And uh, I'm Tyler, and he's Jason, right? Yep. You are Jason still? Last time I checked. Okay, good, good. I didn't know if you'd change that. You were talking about changing it. Uh, So we're going to do The Shining today. And um, you want to just, you want to open up Rotten Tomatoes or you want to do the, uh, um, you know, likes, dislikes? What do you want? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is a fun one to open up. All right. So what would you say the tomato meter is for The Shining, which is the official critics Mm -hmm. uh, reception? So I know like back in the day it was very mixed reception, but then people have kind of normalized it. So I want to go with uh, 91 for Rotten Tomato. Uh, 83. 83, okay. And then audience score, what would you say? Uh, Probably right about in the same. I'd say like 81. Uh, 93. Okay, so I, I'm kind of swapped there. All right. Yeah. Uh, so if we go to some of our uh, reviews, because they're always great. Let's do the bad ones, because those are the most fun. The best. Kubrick sabotages his own thesis in the most <laughs> knuckleheaded way conceivable. We can't be charged as accomplices in horror when there is no horror. Not a bad point. I mean, because it is more or less the unraveling of this guy yeah. the whole time. So, uh, as far as the horror, uh, we have a, you know our couple like flashes of like seeing something bad, and then you know half the time Danny's just kind of like, oh, okay, no, it's better now, you know. So, uh, it, I mean, it fits the thriller category probably yeah. a little tighter than it fits the horror category, right? Uh, there are a few terrific thrills and some eerie moments of dislocation that only Kubrick could achieve, but most of the movie is unfelt, unscary, and bizarrely heavy-handed. It's the first pompous haunted house movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's actually really good. Uh, let's read two good ones, and then we'll end on one bad one. The classic Stanley Kubrick film isn't just scary. It is also in its own odd way defined by a hopeful perspective on life and death. Interesting. Um, it's an interesting movie, but not the ultimate work in its genre that some expected from one of the great directors. And let's end on a bad one, because of course. Kubrick is a master of visual images, and many of the scenes display his brilliance, but much of the suspense ends in anticlimax, and Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall seem overextended in trying to maintain the terror. I see that. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Alright. So... What did you like and or dislike about this movie? So starting with likes, definitely covering like the visual stuff there. I I, I feel like I'm just the artsy fanboy now after 2001 uh-huh. Space Odyssey. So now just anything those like those really awesome like symmetrical scenes, um, or you know any of those like cool hallway pans that they do down. For some reason, there's just the, mm-hmm. the thing in my head that's just firing off saying that's some cool shit. Yeah. Um. So really love that kind of visual stuff there. Um, I, I like just kind of the, the descent into madness, I think is 
one of the quotes there. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that's that's kind of a fun way to watch somebody just kind of break down, even though it's not very gradual. It does feel like it is like pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> descent into madness. He tripped down the stairs yeah. rather than taking baby steps. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed Jack Nicholson in this. And I really enjoyed a lot of kind of like the atmosphere and tension stuff. One of the things I know that had been talked about was like the score. Um, didn't have as much of a theme as more just like noises. Mm-hmm. And that was just kind of a different way to have like a music score for a horror movie was to be more noise focused rather than like musically, you know, having a theme or anything. So I like that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but it just, as far as the dislikes for me, it just felt like it took a long time to kind of get to some of that development and mm-hmm. just some of the more interesting content. Um, you know, when, when they're in like that interview section in the beginning and they're just kind of like shooting the shit yeah. and there's just all this overly pleasant dialogue and like affirmation stuff there just really dragged for me. Yeah. It makes the, the beginning of the movie kind of tough to go back through. It does. Uh, you know, there's a Instagram reel that I see often and it's like, it's the, you know, like it's a family guy scene and you know, all the, they're all like about to die. They're like up to their necks in water. It's like, I got to tell you something uh, before we die. It's the, I've never seen the Godfather all, all the way through. And they're like, what? And like, it's like, yeah, it, it insists upon itself. What? It insists upon itself. And uh, I, I got to say, like, I definitely feel that way with between 2001 and The Shining. You know, those are the only two, like, I mean, other than, I mean, Full Metal Jacket, I, I feel like does a little better. But, you know, you could even say at some points there, uh, Kubrick insists upon himself, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like it's a perfect description, uh, yeah. you know, into my likes and dislikes, you know. Um, so de- definitely I feel that way about it. Uh like you said, some of the things are very drawn out. Um, and I think that's just his style. Uh, what I like is, you know, I love the concept of the movie, you know, like a great, uh, you know, I don't know how, you know, like the writer, the original writer, like the book or anything like that, you know, did this, but just the idea of, I, I, I love, uh, you know, something like this thing that there's usually a bunch of people and now it's just us. Yeah. You know, that, has always been a cool idea to me you always think about like you know when a, like a school when it's closed yeah you know you can run down the hallways you're weirder when yeah and you just get free reign on everything you yeah. know so like in all winter when it's like shit outside and you just get to do all this fucking goofy shit inside like i think that's fun um and i love winter settings like i, I don't know for whatever reason i just like that yeah in a movie remember that predator visually. movie that should have been in the yeah and, the thing we talk, and like an avp like kind of did it but they ruined it so yeah. um i feel like that's uh yeah oh and my favorite uh quote from this movie uh is uh the way he refers to wendy's as the old sperm bank upstairs yeah. <laughs> i was like boy is that fucked up uh yeah it's kind of my likes and dislikes sure um what'd you have for your bad trailer so uh bad trailer i wanted to frame this to where it was uh jack just like very much like a regular staff member so it's just like all kind of like the happy scenes where it's like the gold rooms actually filled with people and it's like the party yeah so it's just all these kind of like happier more casual upbeat kind of things and it's just like uh you know uh, i'm thinking almost uh what's that monkey movie where it's like the uh the monkeys at the hotel 
Do you remember that? It's like a Disney movie. Yeah. I think it's like Dunstan. I think of it, yeah. Um, but it's like that, you know? It's like he's just like an employee that works at the hotel, and it's just like kind of all the upbeat, more casual scenes of just like this dude yeah. bopping around, and then like the quick cut of him like accent opening the door and being yeah. crazy, and then back to the normal stuff there. Yeah. Like just the hint of chaos in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and if you do it right, it's almost like, you know, someone could be, you know, you could almost advertise it as someone's like trapped in there or something. Yeah. You know, like maybe the lady, you show like the lady in the bathtub or something for whatever, like maybe you imply she's trapped and he's trying to axe the Oh, like save her kind you know? of thing. I don't know. If you do it right, like we could make so we should, man, if we had way more spare time <laughs> on our hands, like I feel like we could just like sit down and just make like completely misleading trailers. Like, like I know in the way that like, you know, the whole reason we talk about bad trailers is because, you know, some movies you literally see a bad trailer and it's, it's like, wait, that's, they made it seem like it was a little more about that, but I want to make like literally completely misleading yeah, trailers. Subvert all know? expectations. Uh, that would just be fantastic. I wish I had like so much more time on my hands. Um, I, okay. So I have a one that I think is really good. Uh, you know, my first route, I thought was like kind of just the obvious thing of like, you know, the ad for a resort, you know, and because we've done this a couple of times, yeah. like an advert, like a nice thing. Come on and, down to the Outlook Hotel. And the frustrated narrator when like they have clips of like, you know, murders happening yeah. in there. You have oh, the, that's 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 not yeah. usually there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I, is like, I thought we cut those out. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Which is like always a good road to go down. But, uh, you know, I want to try to be original so uh what's more original than racism <laughs> um <laughs> so for my bad trailer i said uh a movie about two racists who want to kill a psychic black man in a, that works at a hotel um so you know you have that scene in the bathroom right or you know the scene he imagines in the bathroom anyway right where he's like he's trying to bring uh you know yeah and he says the n-word and then you know he repeats it back to him and then he comes back and he's like uh, that cook you know and uh really badly i just wanted the two of them to go back and forth and keep adding <laughs> yeah. to it like a cook yeah a cook from florida a cook from florida yeah a cook from florida and he's also got the shining he's a shining that yeah and then like they just keep going back and forth and back and forth we've been standing here a long time <laughs> we gotta get back to the party now because even the the initial like you know, that initial exchange where it they say so that it elongated. was really long. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I feel like the trailer could really focus on the two of them in that part. And then, like, you could have scenes of, like, Halloran being, you know, kind of happy and being good with Danny, you know. And then you just have, you know, the scene of uh, of Jack when he's watching Wendy and, and Danny play outside. And he's got that kind of thousand-yard stare going on where he's just looking out the window like that, looking through his eyebrows. And just all the crazy Jack shots mixed in there uh, with, like, Happy Haller and Happy Danny, mm. them saying the N-word, uh, you know, and then, like, you might get, like, one shot of, you know, Jack jumping around the corner with the axe, you know, before he kills him, but you can't just give away the ending in the right. trailer, right? So it's just kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. So just idea came to me when you're talking about the, the thousand yard stare. We do get a lot of scenes of just Jack kind of like staring off into the distance or being kind of in this daze. Yeah. Um. So we could just frame this as like this is like a mental health hospital kind of thing. <laughs> Jack is just like institutionalized getting treatment kind of thing. Yeah. And then like Wendy and, and Danny are like the, you know, some kind of mental health aides. Yeah. You know, he's just holding on to Danny, hugging him sideways real awkwardly and. 
talking to him all weird. Danny's kind of like uh, like the emotional support dog they have a in hospitals. Bit, right? You know, they bring the dog around all the pain. Hey, the dog, you know. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, so for bad summary, I have a movie about a man whose alcohol- alcoholism is so bad that when he imagines drinking, he falls off the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I had a uh, man uses unconventional tools to renovate hotel. <laughs> yeah. And then I also had a mother and son attempt expert level maze. Nice. Uh, we got for bad casting. Uh, bad casting. I, okay. So I hate kids in, in, in horror movies in uh-huh. general, right? Like Danny was pretty okay. In this I thought one, he was good. But yeah. Like I, I generally just hate kids in horror movies. So what I wanted specifically was Arnold Schwarzenegger to be Jack just because in the hopes of Arnold Schwarzenegger just having more anger issues that he would punch Danny at some point throughout all this <laughs> just out of frustration and I just really felt like this movie needed it yeah um, and then just more for the funny approach uh, I really wanted uh, Pamela Anderson as Wendy just so we could get some like Baywatch running away scenes rule of a horror movie did we see a pair of tits no what we saw all kinds of tits well or, well, I mean yes fake Right? What? That, I mean, that's a ghost. That's ghost tits. Oh, yeah, I see. It's not a real lady tits. It's, <laughs> it's fake ghost tits. It's, it's you, spirit tits. You gotta have, like... I don't know. I guess we did kind of do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, we just needed... It's, it went to horror, you know? Yeah. Like, you need that... Because usually if there's the naked people, you have the 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 killing... Uh, uh, consequence. Yeah, for the naked, the, 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 the sin tax. Premarital sex yeah. is a sin, and you have to be punished uh, for it. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I guess no. I mean, we saw the tits, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, it was kind of like we didn't get that scene to fruition. I don't know. Sorry, I ruined it. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're, you're good. Wrong. That's that was. Those were my two. Oh, okay. No, no, I did literally ruin it. Then I just made it end flat. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, don't lie to me. I ruined it. Um, <laughs> You're the worst, and I hate you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm th- considering divorce now. All right. You're going to divorce your wife? Because <laughs> yeah, it me? was that awkward. <laughs> uh, so, my bad casting. Uh, I chose a movie from 80 because, of course. Um, bad casting, I had. Uh, I-, I basically just pulled everybody from Airplane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So let's get Leslie Nielsen as Jack, right. of course, right? And then everything will just be silly, and it won't be a horror movie at all. But here's Leslie, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking even uh, just kind of the flatter delivery of everything too. So it's like even like those high energy scenes is still yeah. just him like cool as a cucumber. Just <laughs> I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. <laughs> Walking upstairs, it, like uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Uh, I, my favorite's like at the bar where, you know, she comes up to him after he's hallucinating. <laughs> like, Wendy, are you out of your fucking mind? And I just want to see Leslie deals with, Wendy, are you out of your fucking mind? Just that dry. It was great. So good. Um, so as long as we're using airplane, right? Let's use Joey, the kid from airplane. His name wasn't in the cast list. I couldn't find it. So maybe that was his only role as sure. an actor. Uh, you know, because that kid's probably not ready for that role. Although no kid's really ready for a horror movie role, so whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we got uh, I said Julie Haggerty. You know, the girl who plays Elaine. Let's just make her Wendy. Sure. Uh, and then let's throw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in there as Halloran, because like let's well, let's just have this seven foot dude walking around and Why just be not? funny. And uh, yeah, so. No, that's pretty good. Yeah. 
so, uh, my first thing here on The Shining is, um, what are our, what are our uh, rules for this movie, right? Because, like, I feel like a horror movie, you know, we got to have some sort of set of parameters, you know, for what our rules are. Sure. You know, so with uh with this movie like for halloween example like the 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 rule is like okay so michael myers has the powers of like the samhain cold or whatever that's why he like gets back up like he's just pure evil itself yeah, you can't, can't really kill down. him and you know until they throw him in a fucking grinder in the last 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 movie the last movie for the you know fourth time sure um halloween ends again the <laughs> endonine yeah two <laughs> two <laughs> uh so what are, what were our rules here because like you know we're still we're we're on you know haunted hotel vibe right right but we're also on uh ghosts kind of that yeah. that strangle kids and that open doors for jack to go kill and you know tell jack to go so is that schizophrenia because you can't just write it off as schizophrenia because the ghost opened the door for jack right yeah so there's some sort of haunting. There is guaranteed supernatural spirits and stuff in it. And this is a thing that, like, I, the book probably does a better job sure. at kind of elaborating that there's more of, like, that supernatural element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, 100%, like, either the, the hotel itself is basically a character, um, you know, with, like, those spirits inside of it that it's kind of manipulating for some kind of thing. Or, you yeah. know, there's just a bunch of spirits free reign and doing shit for fun. And we have this thing called The Shining. The Shining. With, uh, why'd you say it like Connery? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Again, Jack is Connery. <laughs> or Connery is Jack, whatever. Um, we have this thing called The Shining that Danny and Halloran have, right? Uh, what does that fall into? Is that supernatural? Is that more of a psychic thing? That's uh, more psychic because so, it's a bit of clairvoyance, right? Because right. you can, he, Danny was seeing the future. So it's clairvoyant and supernatural are we it's kind of in the same parallel? category yeah. so like are we just saying the rule for this movie is like clairvoyancy haunted stuff everything just it's all real like that's our is that our one rule just like ghost stuff yeah real well and, and i would say that just because uh one of the details they gave us too is that the hotel was built on an indian burial ground right and like we all know that we don't know why we know that yeah. but we know for some reason if you build anything on an uh, indian burial ground that it's haunted right like that's just an inherent thing so yeah and that's why i kind of think this is like you know part of that is like the the hotel itself is just like a cursed object kind of thing right yeah and so yeah i was kind of reading something earlier that said uh you know that when the blood spills into the hallway or whatever that you know it could be all the people that you know died here or it's just you know represents the blood of all the indians that you know it was the burial ground and not only that but they said like you know they had to fight off indians when they were building the place way back in the day yeah uh you know so it's just interesting so we're, we're throwing the shining in with the supernatural elements and so that's our that's where i would those put are it, our parameters yeah. for the movie yep and apparently the ghosts can open the door yep and strangle kids yeah well it's because i think these are physical ghosts i th- yeah i think these are like active ghosts they don't just like you know watch shit happen and right. you know do stuff they manipulate things you know both in your brain and then in you know the physical world as well right all right what you got yeah 
Um, so one of the things I, I, I kind of touched on right there is is can we treat the the hotel kind of as a a character um, in the story, like its own kind of separate character in addition to um, you know Wendy and Jack and Danny? Because mm-hmm. I think about um, uh, there's a lot a lot of screen time that's spent with all these characters kind of by themselves, and I, I think that kind of drives home some like the isolation stuff. You know, kind of like you talked about being out of school. And yeah. completely empty kind of thing by yourself like there's some spooky value there um so i kind of think about like if it's less about like these characters having like these scenes by themselves or if it's more of these characters with like you know danny and the hotel jack in the hotel wendy in the hotel because mm-hmm. they all kind of interact with things differently um you know kind of throughout the hotel so um yeah. that's just kind of a thought i was having is is, yeah, is no. treating the the hotel basically as a separate character that's interacting with everyone yeah, that makes sense, and you know, so definitely kind of a factor with Danny the whole time, right? Because he sees the girls in the hallway, he sees, um, you know, the blood, and you know, two three seven door opens, and he gets strength, right? So it's like the whole time it's a factor for Danny. Yeah, uh, Jack, it becomes a factor, and that's where he's like coming at his wits end. Yeah, and that's know? what was kind of making me think that maybe he had a bit of the shining, and that's why he was a lot more like sensitive. Why to... he was a drinker in the first place, like beforehand yeah like right you know and, and maybe because you know he didn't have anyone you know who kind of like validated maybe that kind of thing you know maybe he had that capability as a kid right and then is just kind of like drowned it out of himself type yeah, of thing like it and scares then, him like he has premonitions it scares him yeah yeah maybe just yeah um again the book so probably becomes, tells oh, us sure this, it flushes know? it out way better it's it's, it's crazy uh something i was reading now granted i didn't read the book so don't like you know don't get mad if I get some stuff wrong. But something I was reading earlier, it said, like, the book kind of flushed out, like, um, that it, it's the hotel that kind of has the effect on you. And so he was kind of, like, haunted by the hotel, and, you know, and he's crazy. And at one point, apparently, in the book, he uh, tells Danny, you know, to get away, you know, because the hotel's doing this to him. Uh, and apparently there's, like, a... I, I think it's uh, Dr. S- I think Dr. Sleep uh, was also a book, I yeah. want to say. Because yeah. I know they made the movie. Um, I think that's about, like, Danny all grown up. Yes, yes. Uh, but apparently there's a scene uh, where, like, Danny is like, I mean, in the book. Because, like, you know, I didn't see the movie, the Dr. Sleep yet. So I meant to try to get a watch for this. It just didn't happen. Uh, apparently there's a part where he's graduating from high school. and uh, Haunted high school. That's it. <laughs> separate movie yeah uh and so like you see like ghost jack there and he's happy for him and everything you know now free from the clutches of the hotel and apparently how jack dies in the book uh is a boiler explodes that he's next to um so he makes it back inside <laughs> so the makes, hotel yeah um so yeah okay so jack's breakdown it, the hotel's a character for him now yeah danny whole time uh wendy not a character till the end there where she's like just running around the hotel just seeing everything freaking the fuck out yeah um and so like it's basically the thing you talk about in a lot of these things like what we were talking about in like temple doom and um a couple other things i'm not remembering off the top of my head sure. but that uh the power of like you know believing in it oh yeah uh gives it the power to do something right so maybe all these oblivious people are running around just going like, what, what are you talking about? Isn't that place in haunted or whatever? Um, but these people, so and so, I guess 
once you get to the point where your mind kind of breaks, right? Because yeah, that, that's what happens like, at okay, the end. There's some extra shit going on. There's some that's what happens at the end activities. is Wendy. Wendy doesn't have any weird experiences the whole time. Uh, but then the whole strangling thing with Danny happens, and so she, and then you know she's just not getting any sleep, and she's like freaking out about Jack. Yeah. And so now she's just like at her wits' end, and so now she's like starting to see things, which really brings the other question: like, are these people just all fucking crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Did she maybe not even really lock Jack in the fucking dry storage room? You know. But then why like, wouldn't Jack... Jack have been able to get her out right away? Because they're all fucking crazy. Yeah. Just mass he hallucination kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Maybe they're all outside the whole time. Maybe there is no Overlook Hotel. Maybe they're just on an Indian burial ground and things are getting real just weird. playing in the dirt. <laughs> uh, I found an arrowhead. Anyway, it's a very interesting thought. Uh, which would uh, lead me into my next point of... Jack doesn't really seem like the hardest guy to really break down mentally no it didn't take him long he looked like he showed up broken down i think i was doing the counting here on the days and i mean so they say one month later and then he's immediately spicy and he's already kind of yeah like wendy you know he's back talking wendy a little bit or whatever uh which by the way like on the way there uh when it's just the three of them in the car didn't seem too happy to be with them anyway no no he does not like his family yeah. Now, granted, you know, three and a half hour car ride, I think, is, is sure. what he said, you know, so. But um, <laughs> there's the other part there where he seems like they definitely tell you, hey, he's unhappy. Yeah. Because uh, I realize I had a flash drive in my pocket there. <laughs> um, you know, Danny's like, oh, don't worry. I saw all about cannibalism on the TV. And he's got this kind of like, see, yeah, it's fine. He heard about it on the TV, you know. That's what you let him do all day, right. stupid wife. Yeah, you, st- and, you know, and it even comes out there like when he's chasing her up the stairs walking, granted. But, you know, it's like, uh, like you've had your whole fucking life to think everything over. What good's another couple of minutes going to do you? Uh, what, a, anyway. what a call to action from Jack. <laughs> If that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will. I just love her that scene where she's like, she's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just confused. confused. <laughs> uh, very like, easily rattleable there. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean she is like super meek, you know, just yeah. super feeble. But I do love the whole like as a broken down person, just be like, I don't know, I just need a minute. I just need a minute. What? Well, how long did it take her to like come to the conclusion to even come talk to him anyway? Yeah, you know, she's in there smoking all night. Never just go down the mountain. It's like you know, this is a pretty simple conclusion you can come to. Right. We're gonna drive down the mountain with Danny and the snow cat, and if he doesn't want to come, he doesn't want to come. But it took her hours. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Jack. Really, I mean, so. I, I don't know how many days passed because, like, you know, it says a month later, then it says Tuesday, and then, you know, they keep going another day, you know. To, so, I got it to, like, 40 days. It might be more. Mm-hmm. But it only took 40 days for this guy to really have a real, you know, mental collapse. Yeah. You know. How, so. <laughs> how weak of a will do you have to have for, you know, a month of hanging out with your wife and kid that you're like, hmm, I guess I'll ax them to death. Yeah. And he's like, just, it's funny when you've like, see, 
because you even know going in it's like all right well this guy's gonna have a breakdown because like the biggest meme in the world not meme but like the biggest most replayed scene from a movie on the internet might be like in the context of anybody talking about movies might be him poking his head through the door here's johnny yeah you know that might be the most replayed scene on the internet when just talking about like jack nicholson or like a horror-ish movie yeah you know anything like that so you know at some point like it's almost one of those things where you the internet ruins things for you and you're just kind of sitting there like the first time you watch it like when i watched it it was just kind of like you're just tapping your foot kind of like where's the snap where's 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 johnny you know, and then he's like, here's Johnny. And you're like, okay, there, there he is. There he is. We found I, Johnny. I found Johnny. At, <laughs> oh, the one hour, 48 minute mark. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, uh, that one really wasn't a talking point. It's just me droning on for a little bit. No, so it's, anyway, it's information. Next? Now's my turn to drone on a little yeah. bit. I want to talk a little bit about what I looked up. Some of like the book versus movie differences just in the characters themselves. Um, so with Jack, it was a much more gradual kind of descent into madness something i felt like we kind of lost out on in the movie with him just kind of starting off spicy and just getting spicier and tripping down the stairs as you said right (laughs) that was the progression just dolphin diving down the steps um is that it was a little bit more like gradual and that we got to see i guess kind of like these flex of him like wanting to take care and protect his family throughout it Mm -hmm. um and then even what's uh kind of like a a bigger thing is like around the desk like he blew up in the boiler room but when he was um still outside or when he was still chasing danny at some point that's where he like stopped and was like telling danny to run away so like he had that moment of clarity kind of come back and then whatever weapon he had apparently the spirits beat him with it and then i guess after that is when he would have run to the boiler the spirits room. beat him the with spirits it. beat him with it wow. i mean if, if they're able to take physical shape in these other interactions All maybe right. they're they're punishing jack for you know going against the plan kind of thing so this version of, so also in the parameters is these version of ghosts are physical yeah right so that's that's an interesting one because go it's such a it's such weird parameters with the whole ghost thing yeah well and and i won't discount this because again this is just kind of me looking things up but you know maybe this is the the spirits embody him and make him beat himself up kind of thing mm. so maybe it is still like the non-physical thing it's just more of like the you know possession right uh making him do it to himself but um i mean we've we've seen the physical i guess effects you know with uh, the marks left on like danny's neck yeah. and everything from being choked out so um to me I, I think they're all very physical maybe it's just maybe there's an alternate ending to this movie where jack and wendy and and danny are all like in three hospital beds next to each other because they did go to the hotel and they did all go crazy and then they just had to you know be rescued and so like all the killings and shit are just happening yeah, in their all heads. their brains are just fried to shit <laughs> um wendy was apparently a lot like kind of tougher and more resourceful and like just not as like weak and pathetic yeah. apparently throughout it which i felt like was just such a tragedy um and now granted i think uh 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 something Cheval. what's her name what's that oh uh shelly duvall shelly duvall um uh, I think she did a good job of portraying like the weak and feeble character, mm-hmm. um, but it does is a shame that it seems like the book version was a little bit more of like a a stronger woman kind of thing. Um, 
And then Danny was apparently mostly the same, except the viewpoint from the book was more of Danny's perspective than Jack's perspective. So we see more of like his interpretation and reactions to stuff. And apparently Tony um, never talked to anyone but Danny. So like in the mm. scenes where he's talking to his finger. mom yeah. and everything else, um, that the, none of those happened. It was always just Tony talking to him, and Tony's supposed to be like his older self talking to him. Apparently, really, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting because I yeah even the way Danny, you know, talks about Tony, he's like, oh yeah, he's the little boy that lives in my mouth, and when he's not there, he hides in Danny's my stomach. Danny's middle name is Anthony. Really? Yep. So that's why the finger is Tony because huh. it's it is just him. Nice. That would have been some fun stuff to know in the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, we were already at like two hours and twenty minutes, thirty minutes, or something with this one. So I mean, it it yeah, it, sure. it, it drug out, but like, but like you know how. Cool details that I feel like if we could have abbreviated some of the beginning fluff yeah. of our set piece and, and maybe fleshed out Danny and some of that cool shit more. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that, you know, maybe we could say the N-word two less times and we could explain <laughs> that Anthony's Danny's middle name, you know? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, so the other thing I wanted to talk about, and this will probably make you mad a little bit, uh, did, <laughs> did, uh, it, no, this is more of a joke than anything, but like, it, it certainly seemed like when we're just following goddamn Jack up the, up the mountain, you know, driving there in the beginning, yeah. it's like, did he just take the, you know, all the, you know, landscape shots from, you know, 2001 <laughs> a space odyssey, remove the filters from them, you know, oh and just, <laughs> I, don't know, like, I hate that so much. <laughs> But like, it's like either like he reused them or he know, shot he even just, more outdoor scenes, or he just loves shooting outdoor landscape shots. You know? Yeah. Oh man, that's too um, bad. No, but so I will say, you know, on the I am just kind of getting your goat a little bit on that. Um, but I really like that movie, <laughs> and I don't know why. Uh, no, uh, make it harder than it needs to be. My favorite was when you came over here Tuesday, and I was watching the little uh, documentary. You know, that's only like I think a half hour long. If you got the DVD that uh, Vivian Kubrick is his daughter was making uh, about the making of The Shining, and he like and she interviewed like you know Jack Nicholson and uh, Danny Lloyd and all that, uh, uh, Shelley Duvall, and I he she even interviewed. Uh, I can't remember the name of the dude that played uh, Halloran. Scatman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was, like, emotional about it. He was like, I was just so happy to work with good people. And I was like, wow, he's really touching. I mean, that's cool. Um, Big emotions. Yeah, yeah. Was, I was like, wow, that's interesting. Because, like, Jack Nicholson is, like, just ice cold, just seems unaffected by anything. Um, it's, it's an interesting little thing, If you, I mean, if you find it. Um, I, I, I do suggest that even though it is kind of like, oh, we're watching Jack Nicholson brush his teeth and then he's telling her, Hey, I got to take a piss. So I'm going to shut the door now. Um, it's interesting though, nonetheless of seeing the behind the scenes, you know, because back to Kubrick, uh, you know, he's very, uh, very short with Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Like very mean to her. Uh, but just in all his, uh, uh, he's very like hands-on director like you know he has jack up against the door kind of doing those lines and he's laying you know underneath him 
with the fucking, uh, you know, his little camera, you know, seeing how the shot will look, you know, and he's like, hey, okay, do you think you could kind of look down a little more, you know, and it's just, um, I don't know, it's it's very interesting the way, like, his vision for things. Yeah, you know? well, it's because to him, you know, this is, you know, a piece of artwork and he's got to have everything look exactly the way it's supposed to be and, you know, it's his yeah. job to manipulate it and manipulate the people into doing exactly what you needed to, and maybe that's why he was so fucking mean to. He was very. It was. It was. It was funny at times. Like, <laughs> I mean, because she. There was a top part where he was talking to her about uh, about her lines. She's like, "Don't you? You gotta not jump after every sentence he says. I mean, it just looks fake, Shelly. I mean, it looks fucking fake. And it's the. And she's like, "Well, no, I just thought nothing. Well, no, it does. Yeah. And it was just like very like. It's like, God Shut damn, up just like, and do what I tell you to just do. Just talk to her. Jesus, why are you being such yeah. a dick? And like, just, <laughs> just as an aside, it is bad shit to me that this, I, it's like the the Razzers Award or whatever. It's like the worst Razzies? film. Razzies, yeah. So it's like the worst film. The Brazzers Awards? Yeah, the Bra- <laughs> you remember the Brazzers Awards? Where, uh, yeah, no, I don't want to name too many actors there. Um, but, you know, like she got Worst Actress for this oh really yeah and i'm like that's too much like it might like, be I, a little too much i yeah. can understand like like maybe you didn't find that the most phenomenal thing especially if you had probably read the source material right, right with her being kind of a stronger character and that being the way she's portrayed like maybe you'd be upset but like worst actress out of that year like yeah. one of one of voted for one of the worst actresses i was like that's yeah. way too brutal for her i think so yeah i mean i, th- I still think she did a good job yeah um because, I mean, that's it's no fault of her own, because if you're just saying, like, you know, she didn't portray the uh, character from the book well enough, sure, but, like, but that's not how she was directed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Kubrick has her she playing a whole different character. She any different way, but, yeah, the, she is Stanley Kubrick's Wendy. Yeah. I, my, my favorite part from that little doc, though, is, like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, okay, action, Wen- action uh, Wendy. And, you know, he's like, and you know they're like waiting for her to come out the door and it's really funny because he comes up there and he's like yelling at her he's like god damn it jelly like looking he's like, action what like every fucking time or some shit like that and you know it's funny because she's like kind of like peeking out from the door and then like you know she brings this hand out and she's got the big knife <laughs> yeah. in it and it's just like she's just kind of like <laughs> like pointing with the knife and everything it was just so goddamn funny. Yeah. Well, it's uh, funny, too, because any of the scenes that she had with the knife, like, it was the most not important part about whatever oh, she was yeah. doing. Like, it was just always, like, Running flapping down the around with, with her. The, it, was, yeah. it was almost comedic. Also, I think it's, like, a bread knife, right? So, like, it's not... There's right. there's nothing damaging that thing's going to be able to do outside of being able to cut a loaf of bread. Or Jack's hand when he reaches yeah, in. That was lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got a splinter when he was reaching in, and that's... Probably. That's what happened. There's a continuity thing there. Did you notice? So he chops the door. He tro- he chopped. So you know, door has like you know like a six panel door, right? Mm-hmm. So he chopped the one panel on the right there, and it's all split open and everything. And when he reaches his hand in, uh, she cuts his hand. <laughs> anyway, I'm just getting. The, I'm getting the oh, continuity right. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Right. Um, and then we cut away because. Because we hear the snowcat outside, and then we cut back, and it's Jack, and he's got his fucking looking through his eyebrows thing, outside thing, right, going on. Uh, and the left panel of the six-panel door is just gone. 
where it was completely intact before. Yeah. And just the right one was chopped away. And then the left one looks completely cut out like like someone did it perfectly yeah. with like a saw, like rather than just an axe. Uh, so I just thought it was a funny continuity yeah. issue no, there. No, just like, in the, why? the scene change, uh, in a mo- moment of lucidity, Jack got out his straight edge and pencil and yeah. marked out some He lines. was like, oh, there's a circular saw on the night table. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> this is silly, silly ghosts getting me all wound up. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, continuity issue there. Yep. Um, what do you got? Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about um, just some of like those those cool scenes, those really like symmetrical kind of ones there. Um, I, I always look at those as kind of like those pieces of art. We had the really cool one um, where it's uh, like Jack typing in the lobby. Um, you know, there's like the, the big lobby, the big stairs that go up there, and he's just sitting there in the middle typing it, and it's just, just this it's cool kind of slowly coming yeah. in on him. Yeah, like it just that that is to me is just like such a really cool uh, kind of like tone setting, especially I, I think into that scene coming after just when Wendy comes in and he just like chews the shit out of her for bothering and being alive. So why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here? Yeah, yeah. so bad. Um, but like scenes like that, like I just I'm very very much in love with those. Where it's just like those really coolly symmetrical ones. And then when we got into the uh, the bathroom uh, during the in the gold room, um, when he was you know tripping and seeing all the people and stuff there, like the red and white contrast and everything looked very two thousand one esque. It did. Like that was kind of a, a thing I thought I remembered more out of this one was just kind of like those really higher contrasts, like just that specific type of color palette use. Um, that I don't know for some reason I just thought was more throughout this movie, but I really love just that room because to me that just felt like that was a, you know, a Stanley Kubrick room. Yeah. But any any other ones you saw that was like just you know the set piece alone was just cool. Hmm. Oh, the uh the when uh Jack was looking down on the maze. Uh, oh, remember the diorama of the maze and it's like this hugely yeah. zoomed out and it's them I thought that was so fucking cool I was really waiting for because we, we had this really slow pan in on the maze mm-hmm. um, I was really waiting for it to be like it would show back up to um, Jack so it would be oh, like yeah. he is seeing like them walking around in there as kind of just like a little hint to the craziness going on mm-hmm. um, I was very much so waiting for that but we didn't we didn't yeah. get anything like that, but that's interesting. Yeah, I honestly thought, um, I thought since he was looking at it, I wondered if it would come back later. Like he remembers the, the layout, and he just knows the yeah, he knows the layout of the maze, and he yeah. would be able to trick Danny in there. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I just don't see the artsy side of it quite yeah. as much. So, I mean. Um, Try to be more of a loser, Tyler. No, it's not. Go rewatch 2001. I will not. Say five nice things about it. You can't make me. (laughs) You can't make me. Um, Five nice things about it. Well, it ended. (laughs) Uh, uh, No, you know, it's really not a bad movie. It just drives me crazy the way it was so fucking slow. It insists upon itself. It insists (laughs) upon itself, Lois. Um. <laughs> uh, also from that documentary I just thought it was interesting uh, that, that none of that was like apparently uh, on the side of the house 
did, did you just read my bigger, yeah. bigger note? Yeah, no, I wanted, I really wanted you to see that out of context. That's why I wrote it larger. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> For context, I have the note dog sex abuse. Uh, and I, I, it will, it will make sense later. I just really wanted him to see that out of context, see if I could get him to break. And I did. Um, so, um, in that little doc of Vivian Kubrick's, she said that salt, like all the snow was salt outside uh, along the building where it was all kind of stacked up like that. Um, so that was interesting. She said it was like mostly salt, like inside the, um, hedge maze and stuff. It's a lot of salt. No shit. I wonder, uh, yeah, it seems like ice and water would be cheaper to make, but, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe and there was a salt mine nearby. Yeah, I don't know. Buying bulk. Um, we need 3,800 tons of salt <laughs> and just dump it on this hotel. I'm sure we can vacuum it up later. Yeah. Um, uh, fuck, what was I just saying? Oh, something about, uh, now this was something my wife read because she was uh, watching the little doc with me and then. Uh, she was like, she was like, oh, it says here they they had, uh, you know, Danny convinced the whole time that like he, Danny, because Danny's his real name, mm. uh, like he didn't know he was in a horror movie. You know, they kind of kept him like you know insulated from any of the scarier side of it, which uh, it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah, you know, um, right. Easier to work with a kid who's not scared of the fake scares. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, just, you know, a couple of things from, from that. Uh, and also Jack Nicholson likes to brush his teeth before he returns to set. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was funny how much time she spent on Jack Nicholson. She's like in his dressing room and he's ordering like rice and noodles. Yeah. Do you think, how old was, was she at the time of this? She said she was 14. So there's, I mean, My there's, there's your obvious motivation. There's, there's your obvious motivation there. Yeah. Um. So I'll go ahead and get to my dog sex abuse note. Um. <laughs> so, apparently, this is something I read on one in an online article of like the symbolism, right? So, apparently, Danny at one point had this like plush dog. Uh. And, you know, later he doesn't have it or whatever. But then Wendy, when she's having her, like, break and she sees all the haunted shit around her. Yeah. And she walks up that one hallway and there's that dude with, like, the dog uh, outfit on. His butt flap open. Butt flap open and he's, like, blowing some suited waiter dude or whatever. Apparently that guy's supposed to represent Jack and the dog's supposed to represent Danny. And it's supposed to be implied that... Yeah, and it's an interpretation, too. Sure. Um, because they've never let on. Like, I guess Kubrick never, like, said, like, oh, yeah, but... Just an um, implied abuse. It's an implied, like, oh, Jack sexually abuses Danny. Like, you know, when he was a... When he was an uh, alcoholic. Sure. You know? Uh, and so that's living in the hotel. But uh, but then, like, you know, other interpretations could also be that, uh, you know, just bunch of sexual wrongdoing taking place in the hotel yeah you know which i i would i honestly think it's more that like i don't i don't know it seems like unless if that we was had, a theme yeah like they unless would we had seen a lot a little of more. other like interpretations of like jack's abuse that was experienced by the others yeah. like maybe something like that but i don't yeah so I, I thought that was a funny uh implication there 
the whole dog sex. But you know, my, the main point of that note was to get you to read it. Dog sex. <laughs> just want to know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. On the topic of Danny, also, uh, just one thing that drove me crazy is he's supposed to be quiet, getting the fire engine, and that one part when Jack ends up, you know, just telling him, "Come here and let me talk to you" and all that. Yeah. Uh, if you're trying to be quiet, there's no one here. Why even shut the apartment door? You know, that, that was like the only thing I could think. And then I was like, yeah, but that's probably me being crazy. And my wife was watching it with me that second time. And then she's like, well, don't shut the door. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. So, anyway. Force a habit. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, uh, you got anything else? Nope. That's, that's it for my, my talking points. Cool. Um, trying to just go through um, I think my favorite scene is the whole him writing the red rum on the door and then just going red rum red rum red rum, red rum! Like, that was, that's one of those sort of uh, more it, uncomfortable scenes you know yeah um, yeah uh, yeah, the last thing, I don't know that I kind of had like some of my, um, horror grading stuff I wanted to talk about, but I don't know if we want to talk about it on the end of this or should we make it its own thing? Probably make it its own thing. Cause then we okay. can maybe retrospectively be like, for example, if we were looking at yeah. a movie we've already talked about, we could do this or another movie we've done about. Yeah. So yeah, we make can it- throw it in like, like on a midweek thing, uh, like after October, when, yeah. once we're done. And then maybe next year we can actually use it, or if we do any horror in between now and then. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, kind of the idea is I'd like to get um, us with a kind of a grading sheet, uh, you know, for all the different genres. Because I, I know I've mentioned this before. but like, Tyler hates rating things. I, I just hate, like, the out-of-context rating, you know what I mean? Like, all the movies are, like, on the same, like, five-star <laughs> scale, and, you know, you get, like, pretentious people that don't understand what a fucking comedy is. Or, like, you know, not my kind of comedy, so I think it gets one star. And it's just like, well, yeah, but is it a five-star fucking comedy? Like, co- like this movie don't is a say, one and a half star comedy. If for I sure. hand you an apple and you say it's a terrible orange, like, that's not rated on a scale made for apples. Yeah. Apples and oranges, man. That's where they get that. I don't know. It's probably not where they get that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that is, that is all my shit. So, uh, cool. So hit us up on the consecrated hotline, yahoo.com, uh, Twitter, consecrated one, Instagram, same deal. Um, we try to post clips and everything on there. Uh, and, uh, follow Spotify, YouTube, Apple, whatever. Um, and thanks for listening and goodbye.